My fourth marathon was the Fitzroy Falls Marathon in 2004, the lead-up to the race. I left work at North Parramatta and arrived in Barrel at 5.30pm on the day before. I had some pasta and mince and watched a DVD with Bernard and was in bed by 11.30. Bernard was my flatmate from the Barrel days when I used to live in Barrel. And um, this particular night I was staying at the Chevalier College. He was a boarding master there. He's been my mentor for at least 20, or 20 years by that stage anyway, in 2004. He normally runs about 30 to 60 seconds per kilometre faster than me and he agreed to run it with me. I think he wanted to use it as a training run for the Canberra Half Ironman. He did the Foster Ironman last year and wanted to have a go at it. And he also needs to qualify. We got up at 5am, had brekkie, three weeks, apple juice and tea. My training has involved 13 weeks running to help a mate through the Blackmore Half Marathon. That was Barry from Tara, including a 21-day break with the flu, etc. Since the Blackmore Half, I've done two 21km runs and one 26km run with a few hours or so of running at a normal and normal 6km runs. What I had to eat before, during and after the race. After reading about acute renal failure on a thread on cool running, I wanted to eat and drink more appropriately. I did a good job. I put on 1.5 kilograms in the last week. I had extra sandwiches for lunch and decent dinners. We had pasta and minced two beers, yogurt for dinner the night before. For the run, I took four gels, an energy bar and a summer roll because they are nice. As well as on the course, I had a hill five helpings of watermelon, 1.5 bananas, lots of water and energy drinks, some Coke and jelly beans. At the end, we were given a steak sandwich and a drink, and then we got Lucky Legs or Norma, Norma's muffins, cakes and beers to have. Arriving at the race. We arrived soon after 6am because we wanted to do the early 7am start. The race had different start times. I'm going to be referring to some cool runners' names now. I had a chat with Ray James, Tim Turner, Spud, met Ray, RLS, not sure who he is, and Mountain Man arrived. I first saw him on, in the 1998 Canberra Marathon. He is now up to 290 marathons that he's run. He quickly got ready and headed off early. One of the guys who came with him I recognised as a Sydney Marathon Clinic runner and then realised he was one of the Westfield, Sydney to Melbourne runners in the 1990s, Bob Fickle. There's a picture of him in Phil's book as well. The race. About 12 of us went off for the early start, so as you can see it was a small race, including a few guys that had come up from Melbourne after last week's Melbourne Marathon. We started and for the first time in my life I was at the front with Bernard and then Ray James and Spud went ahead. There were lots of descents and rises in and out of valleys in the first half of the race. If I didn't mention it before, I'll mention it now. It's a completely trail race. Bernard, myself, Tim Turner and Dawn all ran together for the first half of the race in around two hours. We talked on and off for a while. I listened to stories by Tim about the Glass House 100 he did. He actually did the 80 kilometres and the trail walker 100 kilometres, which is done in teams of four. I was amazed at how we could lose contact for a while, then all come back together again at an aid station or for a short walk. At the first aid station, we were given a bottle of water and I thought this was good. I ran with the bottle for the next five kilometres. 
I assumed I could pick up another one at the next aid station. I was mistaken and I realised I had to run the next five kilometres based on what I could drink at that first aid station. This made me run more conservatively for a while. I was treating the first half of the marathon as a progressive dinner. I had gels, energy bars, watermelon, bananas. I've always eaten and drunk well on marathons, especially after my first experience in 1986. I did not want to run out of energy. The pockets of my tri-top were really heavy with stuff and I could feel the weight pulling on my back. This was a lesson that I learned for longer runs in years to come. I've never run on trails in a race before and it was a real experience. I have developed over the years a low knee lift and kept on tripping on the uneven surface. I have been pretty good at hills in the past but was hopeless on the downhills. On the descent at around 10 kilometres, we were flying and I had to be careful fortunately carefully navigated my way down to the bottom. Probably went a bit too fast and had trouble on the rise and had a twinge in my chest of tightness and shortness of breath after stuffing myself at an aid station. Within a few kilometres the food had taken effect and I felt better. We went through the 21 kilometres in just over two hours. By this stage Tim and Dawn had got ahead and out of sight for the rest of the race. When we got up in the morning it was 3 degrees and also because we would be going out in and out of gullies I decided to wear my yellow long sleeve cycling top under my tri top over my under my tri top sorry I was getting hot so at 21 kilometers I took it off and wrapped it around in my waist my tri top was wet and it instantly cooled me when I put it against my skin in fact I had been overheating for the past few kilometers at this stage, I was really pleased that Bernard said he would run with me. Otherwise, I would have had to run the next 25 or so kilometres by myself. It would not have been much fun, and I might have got lost. It was good to have company. Also, um, it was also important to try and find the aid stations, given all the little side trails that were there. The course was well marked, and, and it was not a problem in the end. But when I got into trouble a bit later, I might have missed a few turns. Also, when I did start to run slower, but I didn't think I was, I might have worried if I had missed a marker or two for a certain amount of time. We were on about six minute pace, almost at 30 kilometres, then it started to blow out. At 25 kilometres, there was a 2.5 out and back section, which went down a gully and up the other side on a rough track and levelled out for a while before the return trip. Because Bernard was so much faster than me, he took a bit longer at the aid station and caught up with me at the bottom of the gully. We looked at each other. Over, looked at, we looked at each other, and realised that for the first time we were going to have to walk. Bernard was having the same trouble with me with kicking stones, but he kept on slamming his toe. The uneven surface was impacting on his knee and hip. It was in this section that we saw Spud, or Phil, as he's known as as well, coming back up the hill and soon after was Ray James, who's also known as Eagle and Cool Running. They were both running well. The other Ray had picked up a few places and was running well as well. Soon after a, a little rise in the hill, Tim and Dorm were still came over the hill close to each other. We were checking the time at this stage to work work out when the 8am runners will catch up to us. On our way back from the turnaround, the front runners were coming through. Then we were trying to work out when they would catch up to us and pass us on the road, or the trail, I should say. Also on our way back there, we were, 
we were hysterically laughing because we were falling all over the place and we could not slow down on the descent and the rocks and things were going everywhere. I don't know how we did not fall over and hurt ourselves. When we finished, there was plenty of evidence of people who had fallen during the race. We also saw three women, women running side by side on the way out to the turnaround. The look focus were obviously helping each other. We got to 30 kilometres and continued the progressive dinner. The next 5Ks were mainly flat. I had not taken a gel for 10Ks and thought I should have gone and get another one. I might have been a bit late because my energy levels were running low. Bernard was running ahead of me and would then walk for a while and I would catch up. We joked about this a bit. When he was ahead of me, I realised I was losing it a bit. I was getting the wobbles. I had memories of 1986 coming back to me. Even though it was flat, it was hard to work out where to run in the different ruts of the road. I had to check a few times as I was wandering all over the place. It was interesting that I was aware of what I was doing. In the past, I was not that aware of the wobbles. My quads had started to hurt a bit earlier in the race, more earlier than usual, at about 15 kilometres. By now, they were shot. I would shuffle my feet, losing my footing, correcting myself, and I just kept going. I think the gel kicked in after a few kilometres and I came good. It seemed like the longest five kilometres in the race, but it wasn't. The 35 to 40 kilometres section was a shocker in terms of time, but felt easier if that made sense, probably because I slowed down. I'd just given up worrying about time. It was in this section that the first of the leaders from the later start started to pass us. It was really good to see them at the end of the race. It sort of gave me motivation. Even though we're much faster, it is clear they still struggle in their own way. I really appreciate the way they encouraged us as they went by. It was quite unique. It was quite a unique experience to see them and be encouraged by them as they ran in the same direction. One cool runner even ran by and turned around to see the name on my cap. I had the cap on the way around at this wrong way around at this stage. All my cool running gear had my name on the back, Plu. I was looking hard for the 35km aid station and saw a truck and some people and got out another gel, but I could not get my teeth to open it. Fortunately, I did not have to because the other guys um, gave me one. At this stage, we both had to walk for a while. We had not done that since 25 to 30 kilometres. As I struggled to 35 k's, we decided I had to systematically walk and run. The walking seemed to be working different muscles and it did not seem to be a problem to start up again. Fortunately at this point, the single kilometre marking started and for the next 7 kilometres we just focused on each kilometre. When we saw the marker, we would walk for 200 metres to 300 metres depending if there was a hill, then we would run to the next marker. This is good practice for the triathlons I did in years to come. In this section, there were still series of gullies and we had to go down and back up. We did this to the end of the race. In the last kilometre, there was a left-hand turn and one long climb. We looked at each other and said, we will run and we went, and then we went, no, we're walking. We did this to 40 kilometres and then we ran the next 42 kilometres, then we ran the next 195 metres to the finish. Because we started an hour earlier, I was able to speak to a heap of cool runners at the end. We sat down with Lucky Legs, Norma, who started running at 55 years age, and Jim and Jim, and Jim 
and a few other people as well. It was good to meet Kelvin and RMC from Melbourne. I enjoyed speaking to Kelvin about his running, particularly his run across the Simpson Desert. It's hard to believe people can do that. I spent a bit of time talking to Spartan Tim Turner about the six-foot track and ultras, which got me motivated to do the six-foot track in a few years a few years later. We also were trying to work out where the different unofficial runs, known as Fat Ace runs, were going to be on, and one in particular, the poor man's comrades from Gosford to the Opera House and the six-foot track out and back one in Katoomba. I've done now four marathons and achieved my goal of a marathon in the 80s, 90s and noughties, which also coincides with me for a marathon in my 20s, 30s and 40s. I can now have a six-year break if I want, unlikely now, because I'm really enjoying this running. It was a really well-organised race and for me quite unique since it was my first trail run. They said, said, to, they said you run 30 to 45 minutes slower than your road marathon on trails, and that was about right for me. I was probably in about a four-hour condition. The next day, after the race, I went back to Bernard's in, in Barrel, and we had some protein in the form of mince on toast, a cup of tea, and a beer. After a shower, I put on my marathon T-shirt, which I'm wearing now with great pride. On the way home, I put on the hands-free on and rang for a few mates who were supportive of my activities over the years. Likewise, I've been supportive of them, whether it be the Hawkesbury Classic or a new music contract or a book they might be writing that has to be published. Basically, we just cross-motivate each other. I was pretty excited how I went and I really appreciated what the six-foot track might be like in a few years' time. One friend relayed a story about a mutual friend who did the Foster Ironman in the early 80s and did the six-foot soon after and he said it chewed him up and spat him out. I just noted that the same name appeared in today's Strider's internal half marathon of about a 1 hour 30 run. I can admit now I sickly had a desire to try and back this up with a morning run at the SMC on the Sunday, or the SAN, but I think I might have done more damage than good in trying to do that. As I woke up at 3am to feed the cat and heard the pool pump was on overdrive, I was cursing and the, fa- the family for not watching it for the one night I was away. As I struggled around in the dark fixing it, I assessed my body. I had sore knees and quads, as well as small blisters under the arches of both my feet. Anyone have any idea why this happens in this location? And a fair bit of chafing between the legs, which hurt more after the first warm shower. In the end, I was asleep until 8am. So I didn't do the run at the SMC. This morning I went to the pool shop and did the chemical thing. And then went for a short walk and caught up with my mate Bob around the corner and had a couple of beers. Bernard rang to see out how I was going and he was out at his new house in Exeter landscaping with a crook knee. I was keeping informed about the status of the Ironman in Hawaii which was on that weekend as well. I'm interested to see how I front up tomorrow because in my past experience the second day is often worse. Anyway, life goes on. And that's race number four, done and dusted. And it actually happened to be the last marathon I ever ran with Bernard. Okay, bye for now.